podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the What Way Will Liverpool Ruin My Week podcast. This is Wednesday. Liverpool are playing football tonight in the Champions League away to Ajax. It should be a joyous occasion for all Ajax fans. Uh, the Reds come into this game obviously off the back of a horrific performance against Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Whereas Ajax came into this game bubbly and full of confidence, having rattled in quite the number of goals in their last couple of games. So if you haven't been paying attention, Ajax have scored 11 goals in their last two league matches. They put seven past Excelsior with six different goal scorers. Sanchez, Berghaus, two for Brobby, Tadic, Bergwijn and Mohamed Kudus. And then they put four past Walwick with Berghaus getting two and Brian Brobby also getting two. They have been playing a 4-2-3-1 for the last couple of games and it is a shape that does seem to suit them. Now, part of it is because Kenneth Taylor has been injured and Mohamed Kudus was carrying a knock so he was coming off the bench. But... It's not ideal for Liverpool to go into this game with the lack of belief that seems to be in the squad, with the lack of energy and effort that's been put forward. Now, the good news is we only need a point. One point from the last two games is enough. And considering Napoli will most likely spank Rangers tonight... They'll probably send a heavily rotated team to Anfield. They're already through, so they don't need to worry about anything. And in truth, they will top the group basically no matter what. So they may well just send a heavily rotated team to Anfield, in which case we might be able to scrape a draw. So we could get a point there. We have to get through. That's the only thing that matters. We have to get through to the knockout phase. Because if we get to the knockout phase, we're looking at a situation where we're going to play a very, very good team. Like, we might as well just accept that. Whoever we get is going to be very good. We can't get Napoli because they're going to finish as group winners, barring a a catastrophe where they lose to Rangers and then we batter them. So... We can't face Napoli. We could face Club Bruges. They've been very impressive thus far. We could face Bayern. We can't get Tottenham, but we could get Marseille or Sporting. 
We can't get Chelsea. We could get Real Madrid or Leipzig if Real stutter in their next game. We can't get City. We could get PSG. So PSG or Benfica, to be fair, they both have 11 points. So it just depends on the last game. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, PSG take on Juventus and Benfica take on Maccabi Haifa. So there is the possibility for Benfica to sneak in as group winners. So we could get them, which, you know, we like playing Benfica. And maybe if Klopp gets a real up-close look at Enzo Fernandez and Antonio Silva and Florentino Luis and Giancarlo Giancarlo Ramos, he might just go and knock on the door of Mike Gordon and say, look, give me all the money. We're just buying Benfica. But let's just say, realistically, it's going to be PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, or Bruges. They're the four options. You would look at that, and obviously Bruges are, by a comfortable margin, the weakest of those four teams. But I did think against City, we laid a blueprint for how we could play against these types of teams, your Bayerns, your PSGs, and your Real Madrids, and beat them. And in many ways, it's beat, it would be beating Real at their own game, which is that four-four-two set into a deep block and counter-attack. And if we played the way we did against City, we would absolutely, with the level of aggression and purpose, we would absolutely have a chance to knock any of them out. If we played the way we did against Nottingham Forest, I would say of the... 32 teams in the Champions League. Rangers wouldn't beat us. Victoria Plisson wouldn't beat us. And that's probably about it. Maybe Copenhagen. The rest of them would would wipe the floor with us. So, you know, you're getting two extremes. Hopefully tonight it's closer to what we saw against City. We obviously do have still some injury issues. Um, Thiago not available with his ear infection. No Luis Diaz, no Joel Matip, no Nabi Keita, no Artur, no Diogo Jota. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain not allowed play because we didn't register him in the Champions League squad. He wasn't expected back until early November, to be fair. So I, I'm guessing the logic was he's only going to be back for the last game, so let's not bother. As it is, he came back about three weeks early. And we're going to be without him for two games. So at the time, you could justify it. In hindsight, it looks a bit silly, but, you know, not something to get too upset about. Uh, Speaking of getting upset, people got very upset yesterday at the nonsensical reports on Football Insider that Michael Edwards was close to going to Manchester United. And thankfully now, that has all been put to bed. Uh, Real reporters uh, have come out and made clear that no. Michael Edwards will not be joining Manchester United. He has decided to take the year out and he will wait and see what his options are. So everybody got upset over nothing. Same way they got upset over nothing with Jude Bellingham. There's loads of midfielders out there that we could sign. Loads of them. 
who would massively improve us. Like, it's not like we have the best group of midfield players in the world by any stretch. We've got two who, when at their best, are as good as any in their positions, but one of them is so far below his best, it looks like he's been space jammed, and the other one misses multiple games through an ear infection. All the rest of them are crocs, not good enough, or children. And the children aren't actually midfielders anyway, bar one of them, who might also fall into the not good enough basket. We need multiple midfielders, not just Jude Bellingham. So if not getting Jude Bellingham allows us to go and buy two really good midfielders, that is for the best. Um, Main Liverpool websites today. Anfield Road expansion. New renderings show further details of completed new stand. I have to say it looks great. The renderings look great. And this is Anfield have been brilliant for tracking the progress of the development. So if you haven't seen them, do make sure you go and have a look because it's really spectacular looking. And obviously there's been some reports of late that they're not going to be finished with this, that they are going to look to do more work. You would guess the Sir Kenny would be next and then potentially somewhere down the line the cop gets done, but rather than doing it in the same sort of two-tier manner, they try and do it as one enormous single tier but they might wait until safe standing is sort of more commonplace i know that it's been introduced already but the entire cop done with the safe standing would be would be incredible and that would be you know the, the cherry on the cake for anfield so my guess would be they'll do the, the Sir Kenny next. They own a lot of the houses behind the stand. So it would be a similar type of development to what we've seen with the main stand. But yeah, I mean, if they could do that and then do the cop, that would be would be incredible. You'd be looking at probably a capacity of 80,000 at that point. Um. It could probably still be a 73-year wait for a season ticket, of course, but it would be incredible to see. Availability, working for consistency and optimism, four key things from Jurgen Klopp's pre-Ajax press conference. Ten things to know ahead of Liverpool versus Ajax. These are always good. This was Jack Lusby put this one together. Back to Amsterdam, last time we played there was in the group stage of 2020-21. Uh, Mohamed Kudus got injured early in that game. We won 1-0 with Fabinho and Joe Gomez playing at centre-back, and they were really, really good. Um, what Liverpool need to do to qualify? Get a point. Ajax are in hit-and-miss form. Well, the Champions League form has been poor. Their league form has been really impressive. Three return to training. Darwin Nunes is back. Ibu Kanate is back. And obviously Nabi Keita. But Nabi 
not quite ready to play and not in the Champions League squad. Thiago's still out. Uh, is that an espresso he's got in his hand? It looks like an espresso. Um, expect more changes. Who who knows what he's going to put out tonight? I, I'm expecting Milnerson in midfield, but, you know. Alison Becker will make his 200th appearance for Liverpool in all competitions. Only nine goalkeepers have played more. So Simon Mignolet, he'll pass this season. David James, he'll pass next season. And then you start getting into real legend territory. You've got Tommy Lawrence, 390 appearances. It's definitely doable that Ali will pass him. Pass him. I wouldn't count Pepe Reina as a legend, but he was at the club for a long time. 394. Elijah Scott, 468. Bruce Grobelar, 628. And Ray Clemens, 665. They're probably not catchable for Ali. But certainly, Mignolet, James, and, and Tommy Lawrence and Pepe Reina could all be surpassed. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well, over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Five more years, 50 games a season. That wouldn't be. Stay gets plays around 50 this season. That's going to be somewhere in the region of 235, 50 next season, 285. And then four seasons maybe after that, he'd be about 36 by then. So that's about right, isn't it? Like you look at Maurer, what he's doing right now. Yeah, it'd be easy to see him potentially catch Elijah Scott. Grobelar and Clemens are, are way out of range, but could potentially catch Elijah Scott. Um. Only six goalkeepers have kept more clean sheets than Allison. He's got 89. David James kept 102, which is quite impressive considering some of the defences he played behind and some of the style of football we played under Roy Evans didn't really lend itself to being particularly good defensively. He'll catch that. He'll catch Tommy Lawrence, 133. He'll catch Scott, 137. He should catch Reina, 177. And again, Grobelar and Clements will be out of distance. Um, in terms of percentage of clean clean sheets per start, Allison is third, 44.72. Behind Reina, 44.78. Sorry, 44.92. Reina played in a much more defensive team, obviously, than Ali does. And Ray Clemens, 48.57 when Liverpool were dominating the world 
did you know Mohamed Salah is only two goals off Steven Gerrard's all-time European goal-scoring record? He's got 39. Gerrard scored 41. Uh, obviously, a lot of Gerrards came in things like the Europa League, but still, great record for a midfielder, and Mo will pass that probably this season. The referee will be Jose Maria Sanchez, the first time he's refereed a Liverpool game. Hmm, interesting. Nice to get a new referee. Speaking of referees, I saw a report today that Bobby Madley is going to be refereeing in the Premier League again. Bobby Madley, who was sacked for mocking a disabled person. Yeah. Bobby Madley returns to Premier League four years after being sacked. That is an absolute outrage. Didn't he go managing like Norway or somewhere after he got sacked? Let's see. Yeah, he moved to Norway and refereed lower league matches. Refereed in the Six-A-Side World Cup. Refereed a Six-A-Side World Cup final. Returned to the lower league, started out at grassroots level, went into the national list. Refereed in League One and League Two. Refereed the 2021 League Two playoff final. That's an outrage. He shouldn't. First of all, he's not very good. He's just not very good at all. Like his brother Andrew, um, he's just not a good referee. Oh, this is awful. Just when you thought the standard of referees couldn't get any worse. They bring back this clown. Um, good news for Liverpool, and mostly good news for Jordan Henderson. Um, the FA have closed the investigation into the confrontation, altercation, between Henderson and Gabriel from the Arsenal game. Uh, they said he's got no case to answer following an investigation. Now, it's quite obvious. Jordan Henderson was not going to have said anything racist. Frankly, anyone that believed that he might have simply just hasn't paid attention to Jordan Henderson at all. It's possible he might have said something that wasn't the most complimentary to to Gabrielle, but there was absolutely no way he was going to say anything racist to him. I do also note that in the picture that's from the start of the altercation, Thomas Partey is standing behind Gabrielle. And I did wonder at the time if maybe his comment was directed at him. Because we know what's going on with him. We can't talk about it, but we know what's going on with him. And maybe that's what it was. And maybe that's why Klopp said he wasn't allowed to talk about it. In which case, I mean he would have no case to answer. But something got said. It flared it flared Gabriella, flared up a few of the Arsenal players. Um, but it was never, ever going to be anything racist. And I, 
my belief is that the idea that it was racist was something that was merely created on social media. Like, there was just no chance that he was going to have said anything racist. Simple as that. Um, Liverpool.com, they've got predicted teams for tonight's game. Liverpool 2023 plan should include two exciting mid two exciting signings for midfield Jurgen Klopp needs uh does it give us any names or does it just say that we need that says Jude Bellingham oh dear Liverpool's midfield for 2023-24 could look something like this. Fabinho, Thiago, Henderson, Elliot, Jones, Carvalho and two new signings, perhaps Bellingham and one other like Barella. This looks very appetising from here. On the decline, injury prone, well declined, not good enough, cropped, child, not a midfielder, child, probably not good enough, child, not a midfielder, and then two midfielders. So, like, you haven't actually solved the problem. So if that looks appealing to you, I would suggest you're not actually looking at the midfield options that are in front of you at the moment. Jurgen Klopp angry over 11 million missed transfer as Liverpool and Man United want next Ruben Diaz. So the next Ruben Diaz is Antonio Silva, the kid at Benfica. If you saw Benfica against Juventus, you'll have been impressed. Um, very, very similar in build and makeup to Diaz. Not as rash, but a lot quicker. Uh, I think he's got a considerably higher ceiling than Ruben Diaz, if I'm being honest. Um, I would absolutely be in favour of him joining us. I would gladly sell Joel and Joe by him and then pick up somebody somebody on a free or somebody on the cheap to come in and be the fourth one. I I just think he is going to be spectacular. And if you told me that the succession plan was Ibu Virgil and then Ibu him, I'd be very, very happy. Now Virgil's got five, maybe six years ahead. If we look at what Thiago Silva's doing, who's not nearly as good and never was, uh, Virgil can play for years more. Uh, Jurgen Klopp angry over 11 million missed transfer. Jurgen Klopp has admitted he was angry at missing out on the 11 million signing of Dusan Tadic from Southampton when he moved from Ajax to Ajax from Southampton. I was very angry at myself when he went to Ajax because I was also interested in him as a player. Um, it was fairly obvious Dusan Tadic wasn't good enough to play in the Premier League, couldn't match the physicality and pace the league. Champions League's played at a much slower tempo, so it suits him. So, I don't know. I, I'm sure Klopp is just doing what he always does and paying lip service to players that he does like. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a loan watch put together by Ed Ed Coach Coach I'm going to go with Coach I'm assuming I'm wrong 
So Ed, get in touch with me or Guy. Give me a phonetic spelling of your name. But this is really good. This is a really good piece. Uh, so do give this a read when you get the chance. Goes through all the players out on loan, what they did, how they played. So give that a, a shot when you've got a chance. Uh, there's a Champions League preview by Stephen Smith. And there's a piece entitled Julian Ward and his must-win transfer window, also written by Stephen Smith. Podcast-wise, there is the new Scouted, the new Under Pressure, and the best podcast going, Minefield, Alan and Andrew. It's just a shame that Alan is from Drogheda. That's the only shame of it. If he was born just, you know, a little bit to the southwest of Drogheda, a little bit, he could have been born in a good place. He's from Drada. But his podcast is great. His podcast is brilliant. Him and Andrew are the best around. Make sure you give this a listen. And then you can come back here tomorrow and listen to me prattling on. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement. And we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go... We'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.